now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. I'm Adam Lesser. And I'm Joshua Townsend Zellner. Welcome to Notes in Your Notes, a podcast about the creative process and storytelling. Well, (laughs) we just got an amazing gift. Talk about entering the new year with with newness. With newness. Uh, We've been getting more and more voicemails from our listeners. Uh, By the way, if you want to do this, what you do is you record it and then on your iPhone you record like a... Hey, this is Adam, and this is my question. This is what I'm going through. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and, hey, and Joshua and Adam. Yeah. Uh, and then you just uh, forward it to notes in your notes at Gmail. Yep, pretty simple. Pretty simple. Uh, and you too can be on the show without having come to our Hollywood studio office and suite, editing suite. Yeah. Here in West Hollywood. Here in beautiful West Hollywood, California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think we're just going to get right to it. We're not going to do shtick. Yeah, we won't do shtick on this one because this is a really deep deep um question that laura davis is is offering up and laura davis is an accomplished um author and writer and creative and you know teaches teaches the creative process through writing and grief and she's been doing this for literally her entire adult life and um you know highly respected uh has seven books uh, to her, you know, to her credit, and um, what else? What, what else uh, in terms of background? Oh, her one of her one of her most uh, well-known um, books is called *The Courage to Heal*. So you can check that out online. Um, and she just finished up uh, a memoir called *Wholehearted*. And um, she asks us this really uh, personal, honest, sincere, searching, in-depth question that's highly highly vulnerable and personal to her but it's also ubiquitous in terms of every artist will experience some element of this at some point in their career yeah it was nice and we're going to play it really briefly i don't need to preface anymore but just to say when i listened to it first it was um an extremely honest just this is where i am in present time right now without needing to get anywhere yeah like, don't i'm not sure she wasn't writing us to fix her problem. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I mean, it was, maybe she was. <laughs> well, kidding. I mean, it's it sounds good, right? But yeah, I highly self-aware. I mean, a very self-aware artist who's really going through the thick of it. And the vulnerability, I, I have to say kudos to Laura Davis because the vulnerability to, to share what's really going on in real time, not like waiting till it's over and then sharing about it, and then to sharing it with our all of our audience is, is huge. Yeah. And, and a gift for a all gift. of us. So thank you, Laura. And without further ado, here's Laura Davis. Hi, Joshua. Um, You asked me to talk a little bit about what I'm going through right now. Um, I just finished 10 years of working on a memoir called Wholehearted. And um, it was a very difficult birth and a very long process. And I finished the book in September, um, sent it to my agent and it is currently being shopped around. And it's been about six weeks, maybe two months since I finished. And, um, you know, I know that this is supposed to be the time of release, but for me, it's really a time of suffering. It's 
very difficult to let go of the book. There's so many things I am grieving for. The way I like to describe it is it's like being pregnant and, uh, you know, the pregnancy gets more intense and more consuming towards the end. And then the pregnancy just ends, but there's no baby. There's nothing. You know, there's the absence of pregnancy. And for me, that means really missing being deep in my creative process, being deep in this story, uh, being consumed by it so that every spare moment I was either working on it or thinking about working on it. And although that can get tiring, I really miss being in that flow. Um, I miss my intimate creative relationship with my coach um, and that, that, that incredible feeling of collaboration and someone being deep inside your own creative fire. Um, I miss being part of a process I could control because I have no control over what happens to my book now. And this is my seventh book. And although I haven't published one in over 20 years, I, I'm very grateful that I put the emotional time and energy into the process of writing it. It definitely was healing. It was therapeutic. It was um, life-changing. But I didn't just write it to process the things I was writing about in my book. I wrote it because I'm an author and I want my words and I want this story in particular to find a wide audience. I know I can't control that. Um, and to be to go from the part of the process that was just mine um, even though I went through lots of ups and downs to this time now where, you know, it's sitting on a desk of some editor at HarperCollins or some imprint of HarperCollins, and I'm waiting even for her to pick it up. I don't know what's happening with it. And that feels incredibly difficult to, to, to um, I, you know, I know I can't, I shouldn't be attached to what happens in the world with my art, but I, of course I am. Of course I want it published. Of course I want people to read it. And um, it's really difficult just to not know and to wait and to feel this, just such an emptiness inside. It's, um, it's been painful. Um, on the other hand, you know, I've, I've enjoyed this couple of months. I've spent a lot of time with friends who I didn't have time to see before. Uh, I've gone hiking a lot. I'm swimming almost every day. Um, I'm tending to things that had gone fallow because I was, everything was about the book. Um, I'm spending time with my grandchildren. I, you know, there's a lot of, I went on a couple of little vacations. So on the outside, it seems like I have been making good use of the time, but on the inside, there's this low level of anxiety, uh, and fear about what's going to happen. Um, but more, there's just like a, an emptiness. I just feel such an emptiness. And I, like I said, it was over 20 years since I wrote a book before. And so at my age, uh, I don't have another 20 years to wait to write another one. And I, I really, it's not like I'm someone who is always writing, always writing. And I don't know if I will have another creative project, if I'll ever feel on fire like that. It feels like I won't. Um, my friends, my long-term friends said, oh, Laura, you always feel this way when you finish something. But it doesn't really help to hear that because I'm in that place of grieving for that deep creative engagement. And I really don't know if I'll ever feel it again. Um, the other thing I've noticed is that 
I've, I've had a number of healthy, healthier coping mechanisms, the things I described, but also I've watched myself really distract myself a lot. So that's been watching lots of binging on Netflix a lot. I go in and out of becoming obsessed with politics, which is just such a downer. Um, and basically doing things that take me out, out of myself because it feels very hard to sit with these feelings and to really allow myself to be present with them. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a confusing time. And um, I, feel, I feel the bottom line is underneath everything, I feel kind of lost and untethered. And waiting is not comfortable. And having the fate of my book be in someone else's hands is not comfortable. Um, so I guess that's it. Uh, can't wait to hear what you have to say. And um, thank you for everything. One thing I forgot to say is that I can't relate to my book at all. It's the weirdest thing. It's almost like I never wrote it. I haven't looked at it. I don't want to look at it. I don't even remember the story. It's, um, it's like I had to sever myself from it. I'd really like you to address that. What's going on? Okay. All right. That was a lot. So. Wow. Wow. A thorough, deep. Thorough, deep. Where to even begin? Yeah. So many, so many thoughts on what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> it is so, much. so human. Uh, yeah. It's very normal. I hope you yeah. know that, Laura, that this is something yeah. so many artists go through. Um, the American short story writer Car Raymond Carver uh, is well known. I think after he wrote what we talk about when we talk about love, mm -hmm. um, I think there's a letter that I recall reading, I think, to his editor, in which he talks, or to, I think, his editor or his romantic editor is talking about how empty he like he you know he'd like released it and mm -hmm. like now didn't matter how well it had done he felt like what do you do now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there can mm -hmm. be a sense of emptiness and uh challenge of just like putting all your energy into a project that takes five or ten years and it's finally yeah i mean ten years yeah. in laura's case here uh-huh yeah mm -hmm. and now it's finally ready to be released into the world mm -hmm. and what do you do and what do you do now and because you go from such a, it's such a birthing process of being so focused creatively on what you're working on mm -hmm. and putting so much energy in it and, and it living in your head every day. Mm -hmm. And then you go from that to what do I do with my attention? Now? What's, what's my purpose? Yeah. So yeah. very normal. Well, what I, what I want to jump Josh in. Josh is going to solve your problem right yeah. now. <laughs> no, there's no, none of that here. But, but, um, but we're going to open it up and, and explore it for all of us. Um, but one thing I really want to acknowledge before we jump into the, the deep end here is the element of, of that you and I, Adam, we, um, you know, we live in, you know, uh, the masculine in, in, a, in, a, in the most broad sense of that energy, um, you know, the sun energy. And this is non-gender specific, but you know, you know, w w we tend to be single-focused guys that want to go out and do something with, uh, in, in that masculine, classically masculine way. And and Laura is, you know, is, um, you know, has feminine energy, you know, and you know, and is 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 a mother and a grandmother, and you know, uh, went through, you know, the literal uh, birthing world of being a mother and pregnancy and all that so um so i just want to say that from from that perspective there is going to be no matter how uh in touch we are and how nuanced we are there's going to be an emotional reality that may not be accessible i'm going to say, i'm going to speak for myself to me uh -huh. that that you know laura is experiencing that i can i can have a sense of but i won't know it in the same way that you know 
the, the, the divine feminine knows. That sucks for you. <laughs> it sucks for me. Yeah, uh, but I'm you know, 100% but, in but, touch with my inner goddess, and so okay. I felt it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just um, going to say. Actually, that... I am terrified right now uh, of this conversation. Really? So why don't you tell me when you talk about um, the masculine and feminine? We're not talking about gender, right? We're talking yeah. about archetypal energies that exist in people. Yeah, and and, and a sensibility and a, and a feeling, a feeling that 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 can go on inside of that dominantly masculine or dominantly feminine that that the other may not be able to to know in the same way i just like want to for example open you that door. feel mm-hmm. because you feel more of your dominant energy is masculine mm-hmm. that there are certain aspects of the feminine archetype like like for instance emotional like, reality birthing that you can only not completely know because it doesn't really exist for you internally not internally. I'm like, I really don't know what it's like to carry a, a, another human being inside of me for nine months and then release it. Yeah. I don't know what it's like emotionally to nurture and have something, you know, have a child grow in front of me for 18 years and watch them go off to college. I've seen you massage your kale. Yeah, don't, I appreciate it. I, I, so I'm, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm saying I'm not devoid of that, but uh-huh. I'm just saying that I just want to preface by what we're, I want to acknowledge that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, before we go into the other things, um, uh, it's, yeah, it's, cha- it's challenging. I mean, w- one of the elements that, that I heard Laura talk about is this thing of waiting and, and, and our relationship to waiting is so, um, powerful and potent and, uh, you know, there's physical waiting, but then there's the emotional waiting and the emotional waiting is, is tethered to this whole thing of, of the investment and the time and energy and, the expectations and ooh, waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of harkens back to like, why do we do it in the first place? And like, mm-hmm. like what is our motivation? And I think everyone I know, it's a very human thing. We want to be our work to find an audience and mm-hmm. to be receptive and waiting for a gatekeeper like Harper Collins or a book publisher or anyone, yeah. a TV producer um, to tell you yes or no. Yeah. Um, and then to go through the anxiety of, okay, now it's released and did we sell 5,000 copies or 50,000 or 500, yeah. all those incremental parts of the process, uh, it's pretty, um, I know it doesn't make it easier to know that other people feel it, but I think that's reasonable. I think the way you, it, it requires like a deep sort of letting go that is accessible at various points in terms of, I gave everything to this creative project and I loved it. I nurtured it. I believe in it. And the rest is up to forces that I'm not entirely control of. It's a letting go of control, which is really what it comes down to. So, yeah, I'm going to go with letting go for sure. Um, and all right. So our, our, our classic is create, release, relax. That's mm-hmm. the holy trinity of the creative process. And, and we're going to go in at different layers of that experience as we develop as artists and and as human beings and and this is goes back to that thing in masculine feminine where the feminine the feminine release is you know uh, on the many different layers of that is going to be different than the than the masculine release on many different layers because of the of the uh the attached and non-attached and because we live in an information age and because everyone knows everything that builds our expectation that oh i should i since i know this i should be able to do it and those two things do not go hand in hand. To know something is not to do something. And then within the doing of it, 
create release relax is there's layers i mean there's a huge layer of different kinds of release there's a huge i mean i've had more experiences in the last two years about my relaxation response i thought i was relaxed and i'm still working on my relaxation response and I'm, I'm not saying that, oh, oh, look at me. I'm saying that in, in relationship to, I was teaching a class about a month ago, and this lady goes, oh, my God, I just got to, an, you know, I thought I was relaxed before, but now I'm really relaxed. And I'm like, this is a, this is, this is a lifetime process. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's letting go. And I think it's also this issue of emptiness came up. It's giving yourself permission to have new experiences with the uh, sort of like the background understanding that another creative project will come and that right now you've poured a lot into this mm-hmm. tenure process. Mm-hmm. And of course there will, be, there will be something else you care deeply about. Mm-hmm. And also Laura, I mean, I don't want to, it also may come as a shock to you. Let's assume like all your hopes and dreams are fulfilled and this is published and it finds a large audience. Um, by the time that happens in, 18 months minimum probably mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. publishing cycle yeah you may find yourself actually completely focused on another creative project and completely engaged and sometimes that occurs for people and it's like now people want to connect with you deeply over this project that is no longer that yeah. connected to you it's like yeah. i imagine there are people who come up to robert de niro and are like oh man raging bull tell me let's talk about and he's like dude like that's it's not where i'm at that, and like the godfather whatever it is you know like that cycle's even shorter now because people are on to the next project, the next project, the next project. Uh, some actor, I can't remember her name right now. Anyway, we was talking about that. They were like, oh my God, I, I, I shot that film two years ago or yeah. five years ago and now it's being released and now I have to do a press junket on it. It's like... Not even connected to how I felt or the yeah, character felt, you know? Yeah, it's like, you know, I moved on. How about you? You know what I mean? That's almost the vibe she gave off at yeah. the interview. Yeah. So the positive spin for that, Laura, is that in that space you like you if if you are a deeply creative person and a writer and sensitive and authentic as you are there will be new subject matter and new connection that you crave in the future we don't know what it is you don't know what it is you you have to be open to willing to explore to invest with the knowledge that for all we know you know i think you said something about like this has been i'm gonna butcher the wording but like Mm -hmm. this was like the thing you've cared most about and you creatively Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't know that there isn't something in the future you won't care more about. And, you know, part of, I have never mastered this, but it's like part of like the learning is what you went through to birth the book. Yeah. Like that is the, that is the presence and everything else, the money, the recognition, those things are really nice for sure. They feel good. It's funny, David Sedaris was talking about how people are critical critical of money and fame. And he's like, it's been great for me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't want to necessarily go down that road. I just want to say that, like, um, I think the sign of going deeper into your sort of aliveness is, like, being able to appreciate this 10-year process, letting go, and then just seeing what else is there. The other aspect I would like to bring in is is that this is this is the cost of entry so the cost of entry of going deep is to and i'm not saying this has to be true but you open the door to having this kind of emptiness afterwards because you went so deep you're going to feel more emptiness than the person who went so shallow because 
because the depth of entry is taking up more space. And because you have more space and that's now devoid, which is the release process, you're going to feel more emptiness because it took up more space as opposed to the person who's shallow, who just kind of hangs out and does, you know, three weeks on a film and moves on to the next thing. It didn't really touch them. It didn't really impact them. And I'm not saying you have to go through pain. I'm just saying you're opening the door to that. And as you said the word emptiness, I thought, oh my God, emptiness, empty nest, Mm. emptiness, empty nest. And there's that thing of the empty nest syndrome where you know, again, we're talking about an emotional process, not a literal process, but, you know, 10 years, 10 years, that, that means, that means if you had a, if you had a son or a daughter and you started this project when they were 10, they are now 20. They graduated high school. They went to call, you know, they're like almost done with college. That's a huge life experience span that you've gone through. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and to have a, it's it a gone, decade of your life. Yeah. A decade. And, and we're finishing out a decade. This is now 20, this is now 2020. This is, anyway, so, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I never want to minimize your experience at all. And I, in fact, if anything, I want to like appreciate the experience and also to share about why it's making such an impact with you because of your depth of entry. Now, now that I said all that, let's look at the other side, which is create, release, relax. So if, 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 if my release isn't a full release, then my relax can't be a full relax. Are you suggesting that Laura may have some time to go or some, 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 some progress she could make in terms of fully letting go? It's, it's a layered process. And, I, and I, I've been working on create, release, relax, going through that re- uh, releasing period and then relaxing afterwards for, for decades with an S. You know, And I'm still finding new layers. So I'm going to open up and say I feel like everyone no matter where you start, you're going to find more layers because, because it's, it, it, it's, um, it's a process that's based on nature. And because it's nature, there's no accomplishment. There's no like finish line. So I can always go deeper and richer. And so, you know, everyone talks about having energy. And one of the reasons why you have energy is because you're able to pull energy in. But at the same time, if you don't have the, if you don't have the energy to, to release, I'm going to use this in terms of food. If you don't have the energy to get rid of the food that you don't no longer need in your body, if you know what I'm saying, then you can't take in fresh energy. You can't take in fresh food if you can't eliminate. I definitely think there's something about um, giving that, yourself time to maybe grieve if you need to. Like, okay, yeah. this this incredibly engaging creative pro- project that I loved that involved relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. maybe even some of my own healing is now uh it's now over and at least one part of it is over the part of it the actual creative part the uh marketing and getting it out in the world part is probably to come and just saying it is to come not even probably it's, yeah, it's no. on its way it's, it's, so enjoy the rest yeah yeah, uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you take that time yeah until you feel ready to do something else, but you do it with the belief that there is something else that's important for you to do creatively, not not with the fear that this was the most important project and nothing will ever be the same. Your best project is yet to come. That's 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 one of the mantras one that one can work with. While it may not be emotionally true right now, it can operate in the background. Yeah, yeah, I will say that it's easy to. And it's also important to recognize also that part of that releasing process is to maybe not have the thought that there's another project. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise, otherwise, I, I, you know, the next one's already coming and I haven't even finished, finished releasing. It's like, it's like, you know, eating food while you're on the toilet. You know what I mean? It's like, 
you know, you really need to let it go and let it all go before you take in the new energy. You're really going with the uh, elimination yeah, theme well, of today's know, episode. Well, you know, I mean, that's it's a part of the natural process. And, you know, like Mike Myers, you know, he, he was on Saturday Night Live for however many years he was on. And then I don't remember exactly how many years, but there was years with an S until he was blowing bubbles in a bathtub looking at his wife saying, do I make you horny, baby? And that gave birth to... Awesome Powers. Which was how many films? I don't know. I think I only saw the first one, but yeah, apparently there were more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say, like, I understand there's a huge difference between us being like, try this and then do this. And yeah. then you actually internally actually feeling like, yeah, okay, I've let it go. I've resolved. I am at peace with the outcome. Uh, that just takes time and going through the process. Uh, I think there's a sensory component of this too, which mm. I think about sometimes, which is just like, you've gone through this big writing intellectual phase. And then in terms of restoring yourself, sometimes it requires like just getting out and doing other part things that are not that like, which, which, which Laura is, is doing I mean, sound she's... movement, oh, touch, yeah. mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. you know, visual, all the other aspects that you're like, okay, now let's just see what else is there. Yeah. And she, and Laura did say she went on holiday and she's been doing some good things. And I feel like it's, it's, it's like also self-awareness, knowing yourself as to like how much, how much external stimuli, how much time you need to actually feel the feelings and let it go of grief. Um, when is a good time for you to have new uh, creative input? Um, one thing that I also want to bring up, and this is, has to do with writers specifically, because Writers write in isolation. They can create their work without input from the external world. Actors don't have that. So actors experience this much more frequently mm. because right away people want to like add or subtract to their work. Yeah. <laughs> They're working in collaboration. Yeah. And so you know you don't have a sense of, of, of steering the ship in the same way that a writer does. And then there's that... There's that um, giving it over to someone else, you know, that releasing and putting it yeah. in the hands of somebody else to, to take the child to college or whatever into a career. Um, so that's a very different process. Um, the other analogy I wanted to also bring up was the element of like being a rock star. <laughs> Tell me more. Well, you know how like rock stars, they, you know, they go out and they play to stadiums like 50,000 people and it's like, <sighs> Yeah. You know, and they have lights and, you know, music and fans and screen and you know, people throwing them panties thrown and, you know, like crazy energy that they have to hold and maintain. Right. And then they got they get into a transport device of whatever and they go back to their hotel room mm. until the next time they get put on stage. Yeah. And I think it becomes what from what I've read, it becomes cumulative. Yeah. By the end of the tour, they're very emotionally uh, drained. And then what do you do? You just had this huge energy, you know, surge going through your entire nervous system that most people will never have that experience. Yeah. Just like a writer in, in a sense of like, you know, having that surge of releasing it. And then it's like, and then you're looking at your hotel room and you're like, mm, what do I do now? Like order room service and have a guy drop off food at my door? You do drugs, Josh. Exactly. That's what you do. It's <laughs> yeah. really easy. I don't know why you don't know the answer yeah. to this question. It's like, why are you even asking me? <laughs> but yeah, so it's like, it, and, and that's what I appreciated about Laura. She t- said, okay, I've been doing some, I've been doing some, um, some uh, drugs. That's what she said. She said she was doing some drugs and it was, she it's never too late <laughs> to do drugs. Even if you're a grandma, she's used, has anybody word, made that show yet? I don't I, I think it's yours, Adam. Like, no, she, she used the word, <laughs> the distract- grandma on drug show. She, she used the word distraction. So it's golden girls meets breaking bad. 
Sorry. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> You're working on your pitch already? Yeah. It's brilliant. <laughs> Don't steal it. I, okay. I'll, it's just you and me, Adam. I won't Any tell anyone. Uh, um, Laura, email us. Laura, email me. We'll start working on the pilot this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you to do some method, though. Hint, hint. Start, pr- <laughs> start getting into character. <laughs> There you go. Inhale deep. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, she would talk about distraction and I would, cons- I would use, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex. Yeah. So food. let's reframe it as not distraction, distraction, but like, let's say like healthy sensory engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So basically forget everything we've told you in the last half hour. All I want you to do Laura, is bake some cookies, go for a swim and maybe take like a tango lesson. That's all you need. Yeah. That's right. And you're fine. Yeah. Here's your prescription. No, we're not giving prescriptions, but, but yeah, we're, I mean, you know, and, and that's the, pro- the problem is, is that when you know a lot and you're self-aware to some degree, the expectation for you to go through the process faster seems to be right behind it. And it's not true. It's like, it's, yeah. it takes as long as it takes and, and not to push yourself into, you know, and just go into more allowing, you know, create, release, relax. Because I, I actually feel like in relationship to your ability all three of those cycles are interrelated. It's like as much as you release sets up yourself to as much as you can relax. You can't really relax if you haven't really released and you can't really release unless you've really created and on and on it goes. So I really feel like that's another um, aspect that we need to honor. Yeah. And the final thing we were picking up on is just, it sounded a little bit at the end like you don't, you don't feel super connected to the work anymore. You don't uh, really are not that engaged. Um, that'll probably change when an editor um, gives you notes on it. And you have no choice. Yeah, get back to work. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, how different this conversation no, would be if Laura was in the room with us. <laughs> you published seven books. I know you know this. Uh, you oh. know all these things. So, but no, it's. Um, that's not that unusual when you've gone through a huge, huge thing to really want, even though it's painful, to also want space from it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, there's, there's, there's the reaction that we have to something, whatever that reaction is. And then is that reaction true? It's like, um, the little girl who comes up, you know, when I was eight years old, the little girl who's 10, who comes up and hits me, you know, her, she, she's hitting me. And is that, and then runs away, mm. is, that, is, is that because she really wants to cause me pain or is it because she really likes me and that's the way she knows how to express herself? Mm. And so I asked the same thing. Is it really like a disconnection or is that just a reaction to something else that's operating mm. that's uh, larger that, you know, it's easier just to disconnect than to feel whatever that is? Yeah, the, um, the pain of not being connected to the creative project you care about. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, there's other possibilities. But I just want to open that door to, yeah. and, and that's not tr- that's true of not only this, but everything. It's like, okay, that's 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 how I'm reacting to it, but what's the source? Like, what's, what's really being stimulated that I'm r- responding in this way? Yes. Well, Laura, we wish you absolute success, um, and I look forward to reading the book. And then the, the, I, I just want to put in one oh, more sorry, thing. About, yeah, more. no, but one wait, more thing. There's more. <laughs> Steve Jobs over here has more advice. <laughs> one more thing is is and I really f- honestly feel like this is this is going to be the most help, which is asking myself, what's next, and not in a. Um, not in a sense of like a driving thing of or, or an accomplishing thing or uh, with a goal in mind 
That's the most important right there. What's next? Not in relationship to a goal, but in relationship to my inner life of what's next for me? What's going to be the most helpful, the most beneficial, the most nurturing, the most authentic, the most natural, the most mm-hmm. yeah for me to help me go through th- these phases or if they're longer, these periods, what's going to be supportive of me? Because I have to, you know, the, the, here's the, the reason why I'm saying that is because, Laura, you have an uncanny ability to support yourself through the creative process, you know, by giving yourself time and energy and resources. And, and you know, you, you have a bunch of people that you uh, uh, weighed in with and got feedback. Uh, we worked together. It was a fantastic experience for me. So you have that ability. Now take that same ability and put it into the releasing cycle and take that same ability and put that into the to the you know resting cycle yeah i mean i think it's not those are parts of the cycle that people don't think about they just think about the work and creating and no one really wants to explore this other part they just want to get through it so they can get to the next project (laughs) yeah well said yeah and so josh is suggesting you do something that's probably unfamiliar for you and many other people yeah to really invest in the resources that are required for release invest in the resources that are required for authentic relax yeah. You know, like, what does that mean to me? And, and uh, like, for instance, you spent 10 years creating something. It's, you know, it's it's not part of a natural cycle to think that you could go through a release cycle in six weeks and a, and a rest cycle of six days. You know what I mean? Or yeah, relax. so you might want to even just think to yourself, like, what what would it require me to think, to feel, what actions might I consider taking to really release and let go of this this creative period of my life? This project, um, you know, if it takes if it takes someone eight hours to walk into a forest, why would someone think they could walk out of the forest in thirty minutes? Yeah, and it's what Josh is saying is it's going to take you ten years. <laughs> That's the answer. We didn't want to put it up front because we knew we knew it would be devastating. Adam, Josh is like now. Yeah. Well, no. Take you yeah. ten years to get into this mess. <laughs> Chin up. Chin up. Okay. That that was <laughs> deeply funny. I chin up was your best one all day. That was fantastic. Uh-huh. Um but it's about it's about, you know, setting up our expectations so that we're not so demanding on ourselves so that we can, you know. Is that is that what you're Yeah, no, that's exactly uh, what I meant. Chin up. <laughs> you're so funny. Look, Laura, it's gonna be okay. Like I said, um Yeah. Everyone goes through this and there will be learnings for you about what it means to let go of a meaningful project that probably spill over to other aspects of your life, relationships, relationships to nature. And, uh, and then taking time to relax and really resource yourself uh, with trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I, and again, thank you so much for sharing your real-time experience with us because we, we collectively as artists all feel this and know this. And to have someone articulate it as beautifully as you. And I really honestly hope in, our, in my heart of hearts that we, we offered up ways of looking at it, which has nothing, to, which is, again, in some ways, you know, parallels and in intellectual information, but not emotional. So I'm just like, you know, there's an emotional component to this that's, that's the underlying to everything in it. It needs to become emotionally real, and until it's until it's emotionally real, it's just it's food, but it doesn't necessarily yeah. denote an experience. Yeah, yeah. So I, I wish you I wish you 
to go through the process of without without consideration of time actually you know it, it can be a minute it could be you know 10 minutes yeah yeah or 10 years <laughs> this has been notes on your notes <laughs> uh, you can like us on facebook and instagram <laughs> like anyone's gonna like us now 10 years uh i'm just kidding uh, Laura. <laughs> wait Laura, you should like us on instagram and facebook you probably already have <laughs> but uh Thank you for your listening question. It was really honest. It's not something we always think about on the show. We're so focused on how to write better stories and how to be in your creative process. We don't think about what happens once you've actually written a great story. We Adam, don't. Adam, thank you for bringing that in. And, and I have to say that that's, I would say that's true of our culture, what you just said. I, I didn't think about that part. You're absolutely right. We always focus on, because we're Americans or whatever, we're always thinking about the doing part and the, and the productivity part. We never think about the, the, the part of the resourcing the artist so they can uh, refeed, reseed their energy mm. and then give again. Yeah, we're not big on resourcing in our country. We're big on doing until you drop dead. That's no. I just want to pause for a second and say that's because uh, I hadn't brought in that layer, and I, I appreciate that. And uh -huh. that's 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 a no, from a cultural point of view, and also from a personal point of view, that's huge. And we need to honor that as much as we honor the others' parts. I think it has to do with the industrial revolution in terms of like the factory works. The factory works fifty weeks a year, fifty-two weeks a year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's not based on nature. So thank you. Thank you. Laura, let us know what you think. If this was helpful, send us a send us a voicemail, and uh, we really appreciate the honesty of the recording that you sent us. Everyone uh, can do that at notes your notes at Gmail. As I said, Facebook and Instagram. You can like us to get all of Josh's updates about the show and new episodes. Again, you can rate us on the iTunes Store or Apple Podcasts. The music on the show is courtesy of Kevin McLeod, and the sound editing is courtesy of me. We'll talk to you next week.